Blessings, this is Pastor Larry Inclan, and I want to welcome you to Living 412. I want to get to a couple of scriptures this beautiful evening. I'm going to take you to the book of Hebrews, book of Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 to 25. And I'll just read them real quick, and then uh, I want to speak on a few different topics. Um, Verse 23 says, let us hold fast to the profession of our of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some are in the habit of doing, but extorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. So over the last few weeks, we have been at home church discussing uh, or going over a book by uh, Tom Rayner, and it is called I Am a Church Member. And in this book, he's breaking down why he believes Uh, The churches are suffering right now so much, um, and it's because we have a a lack of a biblical understanding of what it means to be a believer, to be a church member, and to be part of the body. So with that, um, in the book, there are six chapters, which I'm telling you, the book is absolutely phenomenal. If you have not Um, heard of it before, I suggest you go purchase it. Um, I personally have it in both audio, digital, and I have physical copy. I just absolutely love it and I use it to teach. Um, This is what we have been doing uh, as part of our discipleship. And um, it's great. Uh, The last chapter is titled, I Will Treasure Church Membership as a Gift. And that is where I want to get into today. Um, You know, throughout this whole pandemic, we have been um, socially distant for quite a while. Um, Eventually, the restrictions were lessened more and more. Still doing our best to try to um, keep our distance in certain instances. If we know we're not feeling well, we stay home. Um, We try to wear a mask when necessary, etc., right? But um, it seems that many people have become complacent with staying um, away from people and not congregating. And uh, it is very important to understand that in the book of Hebrews is telling us that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. You know, we have to be able to get together this membership into a body of believers is something special and should be treated as such. And I want to get into that. Um, one of the most meaningful verses that we as believers hold on to is John 3.16. It holds a lot of weight. It is um, very important, and it's, it's one of the core verses of our faith. It says that for God so loved the world... That he gave his only begotten son. I know we've heard it many, many times. We've seen it on t- on t-shirts, bumper stickers. And it continues saying that whosoever 
believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we, we hold on to that. We firmly believe that that is the case, that he came um, on behalf of God. Christ came into this world, God's only begotten son, sacrificed himself of his body, of his flesh, of his time to, to reconcile us back to the Father. So for all of us who are in Christ, we have been afforded a gift. We have been given a gift a free gift at that, a gift that we did not earn, a gift that we do not deserve, uh, and that is the gift of salvation, the gift of being redeemed back to the Father, uh, a gift of everlasting life, eternal life, right? So that gift did not cost us anything. It was not something that we did, something that we merited. It was free to us, afforded to us, free however it was very costly it was at an expense of someone's life and that being jesus christ so it did not come without a price now what we have to understand is that this gift was not the only gift that we have been given that was only step one we read in the scriptures that he also left us the Holy Spirit, a counselor, a guide for us to be able to continue our living through him, through the Holy Spirit. And we work together as a body of believers through the Holy Spirit and in what we call the church. Now, the church as a whole is the assembly of many members, many bodies continuing to gather as one. And... Um, that is the other gift that was given to us. So we have Christ, we have the Holy Spirit, and we have what is called the church, the body. And, and that is what we need to hold on to. This membership to belong to a body is a gift. It is important. It should be valued. It should be treasured. And it shouldn't be taken for granted. So whatever congregation you belong to, I want you to listen to me today. This is not just about home church. This is about wherever you are, whoever your pastor is, whatever name they call the specific congregation. We are all one body, and we should learn to love each other and treasure it, um, treasure that gift uh, with, with such a high regard. It is not to be considered lightly or taken, you know, been taken for granted. So... Because it is a gift, it seems like sometimes we may minimize the gift. You know, if, if something is given to you and you didn't earn it and you have not worked for it, oftentimes, maybe not all the time, oftentimes we seem to put less energy into it, seem to put less emotion or attachment to it. Perhaps you don't value it as much because it was so freely given and I, I want to encourage you today to flip that around I want you to understand the price that was paid for you to have this this belonging to the body so that you can have this membership you know I, I always like to explain church membership to people as you know the physical body because that is what the scriptures tell us right and every part of my body is important to me i went through a surgery last year where i had to 
get um, uh, knee surgery. I won't get into the specifics, but it was a little bit complex. I was in a cast for quite a while. I couldn't walk well. I, I was in a wheelchair um, traveling. Uh, it was it was not fun. And, and you don't get to really understand and value how important something as simple as your knee, uh, how, how important it is. I was on vacation with my family. I couldn't enjoy the beach. I was walking with a cane and a cast. So it it's it's something that perhaps I don't think about on a day to day. Do I really think about my knees or or let's put it this way, did I think about my knees or my elbows or my my toes, you know, anything? Did I think about any body part before my surgery and value it the way I do now? I can be honest with you, not so much. Um, I didn't realize how important a simple knee procedure, um, how, 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 how much it would affect my life, how much sleep I would lose because of the pain, how much lack of motion, lack of movement, how many things I could not do while I was on vacation, how dependent I was on somebody helping me out where I got wheeled from the from the door of the airport in Philly to the door um, to my taxi in Puerto Rico, you know, coming off the plane and all that and being wheeled around. I, it's it's not fun to have to depend on someone. Could I have done it on my own? I'm sure I could have. It would have taken me additional time because I'm not used to using a wheelchair. I, I don't have probably that sense of motion or range of motion that, I, that other people do that are accustomed to it. And... It, it helped me understand the value of what my knee does for me. I'll give you another example. I used as, a, as an example uh, in church, um, I kind of like a little um, thing for the kids to do. I said, hey, uh, grab this bagel. And I gave them each a bagel. And I said, I want you to eat the bagel, but I don't want you to bend your elbow. Hold on to it, but you cannot bend your elbow. And I want you to picture that. Can you physically do that and eat a bagel or a cookie or whatever you have in your hand without the range of motion that your elbow has to be able to curl and bring something towards your mouth? So after a few laughs and this and that, the, the, the kids were not able to do it. And the only way to do that, the only way that you can bite into that bagel or bite into the cookie or whatever it is, you have your hand straight. There's no way that you can move it. The only way that you can do it is you have to feed it to your partner or your friend, whoever's next to you, right, the person next to you. And then they have to give their bagel to you, and you're extending your hand to each other because you don't have the range of motion in your elbow to feed yourself. I want you to picture that, please. It's really important. So the gist of it is that we are dependent on each other. If, if our members learn to be dependent on each other, learn to be there for each other, learn to look out for each other, learn to love each other and value and treasure each other the way the scriptures are telling us to to value, we would see a, a, a revolution of love throughout our communities because we are no longer thinking about ourselves. We are thinking and looking after each other. And that is 
the emphasis that um, Dr. Rayner is is trying to put forth uh, in this specific book, where you have to decide who you want to be as a believer, as a member. Now, you could go with option one, where we approach membership, our church membership, as if it was a country club. Now, I love golf. I fell in love with golf a few years back. I never thought I would. But when I went out there, I, I remember my brother-in-law took me out there for the very, very first time. And I thought it was a boring sport at first. Yeah, we hear about Tiger Woods, and it's cool to see him, you know, hit a couple balls every now and then when you're on television. But to sit through a whole tournament seems kind of boring, seems like a stretch. You know, it seemed like it's something I couldn't do, right? Until I got out there, and I started actually doing it myself, and I learned to appreciate it. And I said, wait a minute, this is actually pretty nice. This is so cool that I can do this even into my late years. I saw a couple of women that were walking around the golf course and they were pulling their golf cart. And it was like a one a handheld cart, whereas I was driving the little golf carts, you know, two different things. And I'm thinking, wow, if they can do that at the age of probably 70, I had to estimate it, it, it encouraged me. I can get out there and I can do this if they can do that. If they have the physical ability to do it, this is my kind of sport. Because I was, you know, I was already dealing with knee issues. I've already, you know, played basketball so much that my ankles easily, you know, roll and I've, I've gotten messed up several times. I, I play too hard. So I, I try to stay away from sports because I know how I am physically. And I said, wait a minute, that's pretty cool. But then I think about the, what it takes to be a member of the church and compare it to the approach of a country club at a golf course. You know, when you join, you join for the perks at a golf course. You, you join for that discount. I don't know if you, you understand how a country club, you know, golf course membership works. But you get a discount off of the greens fees. Maybe, you know, they have free golf carts. You know, somebody will greet you at the door and put your golf bags in the back of the cart. Maybe if they have a driving range, you get discounted buckets, whatever it is. And, and it's beautiful. It's, it's nice to get that treatment. You, you know, it's like when you go to a spa, they give you the hot towel or you go to a barbershop. So it, it's nice when we go and... We feel that way, but should that be the way we approach church where the pastor's there to feed us through his sermons, but we don't want it to be too lengthy. We don't want it to be too short. We don't want the music to be too loud. We want this type of music. We want it translated. We don't want it translated. Um, you know, we have to sing three songs. Why did they sing five? Um, we don't like this. We don't like that. And it becomes a country club type of mentality where we are there more about the perks and the privileges and not so much about the word, not so much about the fellowship, not so much about that sense of belonging. So you can have that mentality of a country club mentality and, and think about church that way. But I guarantee you, wherever you go, you're not going to have a good time. You're not going to learn to love your brothers and sisters the way that you should. You know, you could have the other option, which is to view it 
in a biblical aspect that church membership is a gift and it's something that should be treasured. I remind you. So see it as an opportunity to serve. See it as an opportunity to give, not just receive. Have an attitude that is different. Have an attitude of gratitude that you that you're just grateful to be around these people, even the ones that annoy you. Believe me, I know there's always somebody in every church that seems like, hey, that's the annoying one, or that's the one that doesn't like to talk, or that's the one that doesn't this or this. You could easily point out anything from every congregation. No grass is greener than the other one. It's it, until you get close, and then you start seeing, right? But what what you should do is just value the whole thing you value the liberty in itself that we have to be able to congregate where there are people in countries that they have to worship in secret they have to read in secret they can't even carry a bible in public but yet we want to criticize our fellow brothers and sisters oh this one talks too much this one i don't like his outfit or this one you know sings too loud or claps too loud or claps off beat or whatever it is you know and and we have to just be grateful. It's a gift, not a perk. It's it's something that we, we have been blessed with. And then until you learn to see that belonging to a church is a blessing, you're not going to get the full, full experience of who Christ is. You're going to have a one-sided experience, and that's going to be probably only your side. But I want to see who, who Christ is is in your life. I want to see what he's done in your life or is doing. I want to rejoice with you. I want to hear your testimony. I, I want to be able to clap for you and what God is doing in your life, the change that you've made, the transformations that you've had, the the ongoing changes that are still happening. I want to clap for you and your children. I want to praise the Lord on your behalf. I want to pray for you if I know there's a situation. That's That's where we need to learn to treasure this because otherwise it's going to be one-sided and you're not going to get the fullness of it salvation is a free gift church is a blessing you know the church membership is a blessing as a whole and and membership should be glorious you should be happy you should be excited to come to service you should wake up and say i'm i'm ready i'm i'm i, I put on music nice and early uh, right before everyone gets here, what I like to do is my, my, my Sunday routine. I sweep and mop so that uh, when everybody walks in, the house looks good, the, the floors smell good, and the house in general, and give them that welcoming atmosphere. Everything is set up. The chairs are all set up. The music's already going. And I, I love that, you know, having that moment of preparedness, just getting ready to to worship with my brothers and sisters getting ready to receive them that to me is a gift in itself knowing that hopefully a, a new person walks through the door like like we've had recently um being able to make them feel like hey you belong here this is this is a good place this is a good home we love god we love talking about the lord we love singing to the lord and 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 we love to just have people and and we're always like that we're very welcoming when it comes to uh guests we want to make sure that they understand we want you to be part of the family especially if you don't know the lord we want we want you to see god through us 
We want you to see who he has been to us, and we want to reflect that. I don't want to give you um, uh, an image that is that is fake, that is false. I want to really treat you with love, with respect, and I want you to see who we should be as a as a body of believers. Now, when we receive that gift of salvation, we become part of the body of Christ. This is where you have to realize that you are not the only part of the body of Christ. Think about the pinky toes. I, I, I know I think I said it before, but thinking about think about your pinky toes, your 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 what, what do you call it? I guess your fat toe, right? For lack of better thinking, your fat toe doesn't say to your pinky toe, "I don't like you, I don't need you, I don't want you." No, they're all important. I don't want to lose any of them. The same thing with my fingers. I don't want my thumb to say to my index finger, "I don't like you, I don't want to be next to you." That's just unnatural. The body works together. When you go to pick something up, guess what? You're using all your fingers to pick it up. Try to pick up a piece of paper. You're you're most likely, possibly, going to grab a piece of paper with your index finger and your thumb. But what are your other fingers doing? They're also reacting to what you're doing. They're either pointing up or they're curling in. But they all are doing something at the same time. And it's kind of weird but it works hand in hand. It works together. Um, along with salvation, uh, I mentioned, you know, it, we, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have the gift of what is called the church. We have a membership in the body of Christ now. It is a gift that you have to see it from God. It's not something that you legally are forced to. It is a choice. We choose to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We choose to stay at a congregation where we feel we are welcomed and loved and is biblically, you know, based and sound. You know, so if we have that choice and we're afforded that choice, love it, enjoy it, seek it to the fullest, be involved, ask, how can I help? Can I get there early and Perhaps help you set up whatever it is that I have to do. If you need, if if, if you need a musician, a mu musician, and, and you don't see anyone on the piano or the drums or whatever it is, just ask the question. Be bold. Be bold and say, "Hey, do you have a drummer? I don't know how to play, but I notice the drums are always empty. There's no one there sitting there. Maybe I can learn. Do you have someone that can teach me? Or perhaps my son or my daughter is interested. You know, can you teach them?" Just get involved and be the best that you can be wherever you are at. We have a privilege. It should be a privilege for us to serve our Lord and Savior. It should be uh, uh, It should be so much so that we're just looking for opportunities to serve. Hey, do you need help in the kitchen? Do you need help washing the dishes? Do you need help serving the, the bagels and cream cheese? Do you need help cleaning up all the chairs afterwards? Um, or, or, you know, taking care of the equipment, the media equipment, whatever it is, learn to love to serve. And I think that's where sometimes we, we have trouble. We want to come in. We want everything set up for us. We want to come in, come out. We enjoyed our one hour or two hour service and we go home into our lives and we do it again next Sunday. That is cool for some people, right? Just to be able to come in and out. But there's no greater joy when you know you built something together, when you know that you are part of something great. If you look at sports teams, you know, I love sports. 
you know when a when, when a team wins a championship, everybody gets a ring. From the water boy to the towel boy to the trainers to the physical therapists, you know, they all get a ring. Why? Because they worked on it together. They all had their role. They all put their hands in it. They all succeeded together. You win together, you lose together. I wish I wish we could learn to love our our congregations the way we do our sports teams. You know, down in South Jersey we have a lot of Eagles fans. Understandably so, because there's, you know, Philly right across. Unfortunately we have some Cowboys fans. I don't know why, but that's another that's another podcast that we can have on a on a side note. That's a that's a mean plug from mine. I <laughs> I don't like the Cowboys because I'm a Gi- Giants fan, but um, but still, I mean, if we learn to love our churches, our congregations, the way that we love sports, the way we're passionate about our sports teams, wow, you would see such a such a revolution of 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 this movement that is the church, that is the body of Christ, that is um. That is love in action. Amen. So really quick, I just want to tell you one more thing before I close. We have to enjoy this as part of our life. Make church part of your life. Make it not as a as an extra thing you do on Sunday, not Something that just, oh, if I can make it, I make it. If I don't, I'll just watch online. I know during COVID we were, you know, separated. We were forced to watch online because we didn't have a church and we needed to do the best we could to to continue uh, this work and, and make sure that people were were being strengthened and, and um, given hope. But now that the restrictions are off, I encourage you, you need to get back to the house of the Lord, get back to the house of prayer, get back to congregating with your with your fellow brothers and sisters and just worship together. I mean, when you set an atmosphere, we had a, a crazy atmosphere last week um, of worship, and I honestly didn't even know how I could just proceed with the message. I, wa- I wanted to keep singing. It, it was so moving. And why? Because... Not, not not because I don't sing throughout the week. You, my kids will tell you I blast my music all the time and I put it loud and I get into my worship modes. But there's something about when two or three are gathered. There's something about when you're with your brothers and sisters and you're and you're just raising your hands and you can hear them worship with you and you can see them standing with you. It's just on another level. And I get chills just thinking about it now, uh, about about last week's atmosphere. It's just incredible. It is incredible, and I encourage you that if you're still um, holding yourself back and and you're at home, maybe you're still nervous about COVID, maybe you're just uh, comfortable and think it's okay, oh, I'm just not going to go, I'm just not going to do this, I'm I'm just going to stay back. You know, if you're not feeling well, of course, that's one thing. You know, you have to take care of your body. You have to make sure not to get anybody else sick. But if you're just tired, come to the house of the Lord. Come in fellowship. He'll give you strength. He will 
make you feel better when you come in and you say, Lord, I'm, I'm tired, but I, I need you. I need this fellowship. I need this worship. I need my brothers and sisters. I need to come receive this word in person. I don't want to see it through a TV screen or a telephone screen or an iPad screen. I want to be in person and I want to feel the spirit with my brothers and sisters. I want to be able to raise my hands. I want to be able to receive a word from my from my fellow brother and sister, or I want to be able to deposit a word in their life because you know what? It's not always about us. Remember that this is not a country club. Sometimes God's going to deliver a word to somebody through you. And if you are not present, then what? What if God is waiting for those moments for you to experience that closeness with your brothers and sisters? I encourage you, don't stay home. Be just be motivated, be encouraged, and 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 hold on to that gift that is the church. Hold on to that gift that through salvation, through the sacrifice that Jesus Christ paid on the cross, we have this wonderful gift where we can fellowship, and we're in a country where we can fellowship in public, we can fellowship in private, we could fellowship without persecution without fear enjoy it don't diminish it have fun serve as much as you can in your church be bold and say how can i help how can i help this grow how can i help sustain this how can i pour into our church do it i guarantee you you'll start feeling full when you do that you will feel great God is going to honor you, but it has to start with us. Let's condition our hearts to love and serve our church. Amen. So with that, I close. This has been Living for 12. God bless you all.